I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hey, welcome to episode three. I'm, I'm a little at a loss because I'm feeling a bit of overwhelm in this moment. Full disclosure, obviously I'm recording this ahead of time and I'm a day away from launching this podcast. Tomorrow's my birthday and I have been claiming that day for the last like, I don't know, two months that that's the day I'm putting this out in the world. And that feels, well, it feels fucking incredible. I've had this idea for a podcast or to be, I've had the desire to be a podcast host and have my own podcast for a couple years now. Um, I went to this amazing little, it wasn't little, there was like 300 people there. What would you call it? It was a little mini conference or like a creative gathering. Uh, Kathy Heller, who's the incredible podcast host of Don't Keep Your Day Job, uh, she hosted this this event, this three-day event called Dreamtopia. And I had made a list of things that I wanted to do for the year. What year was that? I don't know, 2019. And at the beginning of the year, I wrote them all down and Dreamtopia was number one. I was determined to make it happen. And just so you can understand where I'm coming from, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom and a military wife. We live, you know, my husband back then, he was a chief and we do just fine. You know, you could look our pay rate up on the internet, but you know, the way we positioned our life, we're living off of one income and extra money for trips and for things that just delight me was was not a top priority. And and it frankly had nothing to do with my husband at all. It was more of like an allowing of me and allowing the resources for me to do something like that. So anyways, the beginning of the year, I put Dreamtopia on that list. And I wasn't 100% sure how I was going to work it out. You know, it required my husband taking time out of work. It required us to financially commit to it. It was in California. We were living in Pennsylvania. And then the government shutdown happened. And because the Coast Guard is not under the Department of Defense, but under the Department of Homeland Security, we didn't have an income. And I I don't know, how long was that? Eight weeks, something crazy. Um, We just weren't sure when we were going to get paid. And the first thing to go off of our priority list was my trip to California, of course, right? Like if we didn't know when our next paycheck was coming and luckily, you know, we had plenty of savings, but 
we didn't know how long it was going to last and we couldn't be committing to kind of extra spending at that point. So I was so disappointed. I, I even took the list of things I wanted to stretch for for the year down because I just couldn't, I threw it and I threw it away because I just couldn't look at number one, Dreamtopia and like crossed out. Like that just felt too painful to look at. It just kept reminding me that, you know, I, I wasn't allowed to do it at that time. And I wish I had kept that list because I'm, I don't remember anything on it. And I'm curious to see if I manifested anything else on the list. But as the end of the shutdown was happening, um, which obviously we, we didn't know it was happening yet, but uh, in retrospect, it was towards the end of that eight weeks. Uh, Kathy was putting out uh, an offer that she was launching her book and trying to get pre-sale orders because that's apparently the name of the game now if you're selling a book. And she was offering her like $300 ticket for this three-day event for $25 if you pre-order the book. And the night before that deal was expiring, she sent out this email. And I don't normally like look at my emails on like a Saturday night as my husband and I are having a glass of wine hanging out. But for whatever reason, I saw it and I noticed that she was giving away a plane ticket to California. And as soon as I saw that, I just knew I was going to win. I just knew it. I think the thing that made the difference, especially at first for me, I noticed that it wasn't a random drawing. It was, you had to submit a video and explain why you felt like you really deserved to go and really wanted to go. And so I showed it to my husband and I told him, I was like, if I order the book now and get the ticket for $25 and I get this plane ticket and once I get the plane ticket, I'll ask all the, the people that get the other tickets to share an Airbnb, this could really cost us barely anything. And he was like, all right, do it. We'll figure it out. So I did it. And I recorded a video purely in the vibration of taking inspired action. And I got selected and I went and it was incredible. I, from the moment I landed, I already had I, there was a woman at the airport that was trying to get an Uber to our place that we were splitting. And she had been there for an hour and it just so happened that she was right there and we shared an Uber and we went to the house and we've been soul sisters ever since. We shared a bed. It was incredible. But I think for that, um, for that trip, the most amazing part was the takeaway. I'm going to have a podcast someday. And um, my friend Emma got the same kind of download. And since then, I think a year later, she just had her two, her one-year anniversary. So she's got the Creative Ways podcast. Uh, it's an incredible listen. She's across the pond from me over in England, and she just has incredible creatives on her podcast. But it's been a couple of years since I received that download, and... It feels incredible right now to finally have walked through creating the foundation for it. And 
It's taken a few iterations. The first time around, it was Perfectionist Synonymous, which still I love the name. Anybody out there, if you feel the need, you can take that because I love the name. I had beautiful podcast art and I I always tend to make the work that I need. So whether it's like a lettering piece that reminds me to close that gap, which means I watched this video about Ira Glass had the speaking gig and he talked all about having, you know, when you have really good taste and you know it, but you know that the stuff you're making right now just isn't that, you have to close the gap and you have to make and try and practice and practice and practice and just make the work so you can close the gap between your taste and the quality of your work. And so I made that piece and I've been looking at it and practicing hand lettering ever since. And it just always reminds me to keep creating because every time I get better, right? And that is how I feel about this. I have been dreaming and thinking and iterating and trying in so many ways to get to this point. And the first iteration of the podcast was Perfectionism Anonymous. And I think it was because I was really struggling with being a perfectionist. And I felt like it was holding me back. So I thought, well, if I have a podcast all about that, then I'll just be able to unlock that for myself, which sounded like a great idea. And every person I told about it also felt really connected to it. Like as soon as I said the name Perfectionist Anonymous, it was like, oh gosh, I I really need that. Or yeah, geez, I'll listen to that. And in that energy, I was like, this is a great idea. I'm going for it. But yet I struggled with, um, I guess, I would say looking back, imposter syndrome, just even getting to unpackage my microphone was such a big deal for me. I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was scared. For the longest time, I've been scared of making messy work, um, making imperfect work, wasting resources, wasting time, wasting materials, wasting paper, wasting, just wasting. I have like this personality trait where I really like to do things efficiently, but that doesn't really lend for much uh, space for creating, like that first initial creation mode. You know, like efficiency is great when you're trying to to get better at something, but at first when you're just exploring efficiency, there's no room for that. And I was struggling. I was struggling with that so bad. Um, It took me such a long time to even undo, unwrap my microphone. And I wonder, in retrospect, I wonder if the reason why I couldn't get that podcast off the ground was because I instinctively knew that I didn't want to talk about perfectionism forever and ever. I actually wanted to get over it and through it and around it and move on 
and talk about better and positive, more positive things. So we moved from Pennsylvania to Maine last year, 2020, in the in the middle of the pandemic in May. And I remember one night my husband and I were having a glass of wine over candlelight. And now I'm thinking that we had lost power. So it was definitely over candlelight. And I was just kind of sitting in frustration over not getting the podcast going, not getting myself to even practice and make the messy work. And it had been, you know, it it was during a pandemic. And because of the pandemic, we opted to not have movers come and pack all our stuff. And back then it felt like so risky to have everybody just have all these strangers touching every single thing in our house. So we decided to pack up ourselves drive ourselves to Maine and unpack everything by ourselves, including a piano and literally everything in the house, a three-bedroom house. And so my husband was trying to remind me, like, be gentle on yourself. I know you really have this on your heart to, to make and create, but, you know, there's other things going in your world that just need tending to. And you've been working so hard at that, creating a beautiful home and creating a world of, um, you know, joy for our children as, as they stay home with you. So it's okay. And I was just like, I know, but there's more, there's more there for me. There's more here for me. And he's like, okay, so what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, gosh, I I don't know. I don't, I don't think I want to talk about being a perfectionist. You know, I don't want to be that anymore. I don't want to identify that with that anymore. And he was like, okay, well, what do you want to talk about? And I paused and I took a sip of wine and I was like, I love ideas. And he's like, what could you talk about endlessly? I could talk about creativity and inspiration endlessly. I want to know how it works. I want to know why it comes, how it comes, how to nurture yourself enough for it to come often what to do with it, what other people do with it. I just want to dig deeper and deeper into creativity. And he's like, well, there you go. That's what it is. And so I started walking towards the idea of the spark. And originally this podcast was the spark, Um, but it was more of like, I wanted to talk about individual moments when ideas came through. And although I love that idea, I I started noticing that people were kind of recoiling um, when I, I, I'm really good at identifying creative people, um, seeing effort behind the scenes, kind of really seeing people for the work that they're doing. And I started asking people to be on the podcast and to explain the moment that they got the idea for the thing that they're doing. And people started being like, yeah, right. But I don't, my idea was not that great. Or I don't think I could talk about that. And and I just wondered, like, I could see so much goodness and so much fire in there. And yet, there was not enough confidence in the people I'd reached out to to talk about that idea of that one thing that they're doing that 
I realized it might be a little too narrow. And during that time, as I'm kind of thinking through the years going by, we started as a family started dealing with um, my mom got really sick and it was really, really chaotic. We had never experienced it before. And also during, during the pandemic, it was just extra chaos on top of craziness. And that's where I really felt the first time of surrendering. It was very, very chaotic, and I had a lot of anxiety dealing with my mom and um, her her struggles, and especially from afar, trying to get her the help she needed and not having it land very well. And so I finally reached a breaking point, and even though I was on fire about Uh, the spark at that point. I was trying to get it out. I was interviewing some people. I was feeling pretty good about it. Uh, I was doing all this work behind the scenes, also taking care of my family and trying to manage this crazy storm that we were in with my mom. I reached a breaking point and I just, I felt I needed to just go quiet. My heart was so heavy And my soul felt frayed, just so frayed. We didn't know how to help her. We didn't know what to do. My dad's world was burning down and I just needed, I needed a break. So I took it. And for the first time since kind of discovering this journey of hand lettering and teaching myself and I mean for years now, I've just been behind the scenes practicing and making and practicing and making and dreaming and growing and watching videos and listening to podcasts. And I finally gave myself the permission to just stop. I stopped talking to my mom. I stopped talking to all the people that were needed updates and wanted to know what was going on and how things are going and reporting and doing all that. And I just paused. I set down all the expectations I had layered on myself that had to do with, you know, the work I was making. And I just rested. I went to the beach with Felix and I hiked and I just watched TV and relaxed. I didn't put any pressure on myself to be creating. And... At first, it was really uncomfortable because I have some really deep programming about being productive and about productivity equaling worthiness, you know, getting it done, doing it right, making it from scratch or doing the right thing. And you can rest when you're when you're done or like take five minutes, but then get right back to it so we can just get it done. And It was really hard for me to just let it all go and just allow myself to read and chill. But after like, I'd say a week and a half, two weeks of that, all of a sudden, it was like, it was like my creative self 
could breathe again and there was oxygen and space and it was like a wave or a waterfall of ideas just started coming at me. All of a sudden, it was just like one after another. These ideas kept building on each other. The idea for my, you know, I had a little design company called Dutch Door Design Co. As I was learning hand lettering, I was also doing, and, and teaching myself graphic design, I was also doing logos for people and making stuff and not really making money, but I still wanted to have a design company. And all of a sudden, once I went quiet, once I started focusing on just nurturing myself and moving my body and nourishing my soul, I immediately felt like Dutch Door Design Co. was gone too, in the best way possible. I felt like all of a sudden, I was able to reassess after the pause, just reassess what, what exactly do I want to pick back up? What exactly do I want to take on when I do choose to, to turn this back on? You know, even with my mom, what kind of relationship do I want to have going forward? What do I want to choose to pick up and what boundaries do I want to put on going forward? I get to choose what serves me and my family best. And so I felt that Dutch Door Design Co. was done. And that still to this day feels so cool that I felt like a like an ending and a pivoting into a bigger, more expansive brand. And it was in that time that I started feeling this mission on my heart because I had been pouring into myself to help feel better and recover from the trauma I was going through with my mom. And then, of course, like the trauma and the struggle of the pandemic is also there, layered in there as well. But I started leaning into my creative self and making work just for me and making work to just soothe my soul. I even started painting a uh, mural in our hallway and I committed to myself that I would show up only when I was maxed out, which is interesting because it feels like if you were maxed out, you don't have anything left. But in those moments of high anxiety, when I just, I can't even focus on anything, committing to dipping my paintbrush in the paint and getting the stroke to look right and, and building this bigger piece of artwork slowly but surely when I was in those moments I could focus only on the painting and it became very meditative for me I'm obsessed with the way it looks everybody that sees it loves it my husband especially loves it he could see in that moment you know in those moments how therapeutic it was for me and now when I look at it I see so much strength it's an, a reminder to myself just how worthy of a cause it is to take care of my own needs. And it's a, I'm proud that I took the time and poured into something so healthy at a time when I really only felt like numbing. 
And um, I've named the mural the mother wound. You know, it could feel harsh, but it it was so traumatizing and heartbreaking to be walking through that time with her. And I just showed up and made little circles and it's an abstract, a layered abstract with leaves and it's so beautiful. I'll post, um, I'll post it on my Instagram again, but I look at it and I feel proud. And then it immediately reminds me how important it is to tend to my creative self. And so during this time, as the downloads were coming, as I was saying goodbye to Dutch Door Design Co. and feeling into this new version of my business, I started having this mission on my heart because it's. I was reminded over and over again that what a payoff it is to turn towards my creativity. And I started to realize that the things that I thought were shortcomings, the things like how I thought I was always just trying new things and starting projects, starting challenges, and just falling off the bandwagon, I started realizing I was actually instinctively trying to spark my own creativity. And being a multi-passionate person is a gift. It's not a burden. And all these things started falling into place and perspective shift after perspective shift, it just started locking in. And then one day, and I can look back, I think it was December 13th, I can look back in my journal because I was writing every morning. I started asking myself, well, what what am I going to call this new mission? This new mission to help everybody realize that, you know, you have a creative self. We all have a creative self. It's what makes us uniquely human. And I want to be an inspiration and a light for you to remind you that that effort is so worthy to take care of your creative self, to nurture and tend to your inner creative. That all creates a place for ideas and inspiration to come. And frankly, is there anything better than having an awesome idea and then having the energy and vibration to walk through it and see it into reality. I mean, that is magic to me when an idea, which is nothing, it's it's non-physical, when an idea drops down and then we as humans can turn that non-physical thing into something physical, into something real, that is that is magic to me. I just, I can't help but think that's just incredible. I mean, we can create something that's invisible and turn it visible. We can, we can make something out of nothing. And I just want to be a light for everyone to remind you that you can follow your inspiration. Taking inspired action for me has been such an incredible way to journey through life. Uh, I made a commitment to myself as I was receiving all these downloads that, you know, these ideas are meant for me. It was so obvious. I mean, I was overflowing. I I have the sticky notes to prove it. I had four huge pieces of cardboard filled with sticky notes. And 
clearly this was meant for me. Clearly. And on December 13th, I heard myself ask myself, is, is this Coco? Is Coco here? And if you didn't listen to the first episode, you really should, because I, I bring you through the first, the, the birth of Coco, and which was over 10 years ago. And I've always wanted a nickname. I got assigned it 10 years ago, and then it just kind of didn't stick. And I always was bummed out about that. So as I journeyed into this new chapter of my life, my creative life, all of a sudden, Coco started coming into my brain. And and then it's like, well, what do I want to be? I want to be a light. I want to be a spark for people. I want to be a place where I try new things and I pour into my creative self and show you that I'm doing it and then show you the results and hope that you can see that you are worthy of pouring into your creative self too. Creativity is not finite. You don't just have the skills you have and, oh, I'm, I only can sketch or like, my mom actually saw the painting that I was painting for this first season, the Let It Be Easy piece. Uh, you can find that in the shop over at CocoTheInspirationist.com. But when I showed her, she was like, oh, I wish I could do that. And I, I just was perplexed. And I looked at her and I said, you know how I did this, right? And she was like, no, how? And I'm like, I tried it. I picked up the, the paintbrush. I bought the paintbrush. I bought the resources. I used them and tried it. And I, I gave myself permission to do it. You can't just think that some things are available to you and other things are not. Anything's available to us. You want to make a collage out of the junk stuff that came in the mail? Do that. You know, if you want to paint a mural in your house because that delights you, do that. If you want to just create your world in general to delight you by hanging the things in your home that spark joy and going for walks when you when you need to and that it's all right there for us we can curate an incredibly vivacious and robust and incredibly inspired life we just have to be available for it and so as I am stepping out with this podcast, I can't wait to just build this library and build this brand as a place for you to come when you need like that creative hydration or that nourishment. All the things I do, if it's my Instagram feed and all the fun reels I make with stop motion and play-doh and whatever delights me in that moment like right now after this I'm going to go get a huge container of sprinkles that I bought and create a fun stop motion video for tomorrow to announce the sparks birthday like that's so fun to me go to my Instagram feed follow me and be there for that kind of stuff because I have so many ideas and I just want to keep 
walking towards them and sharing them. So they're like little vitamins for you, your create for your creative self, where you can go to my feed and be like, oh, wow, what's she doing now? Oh, maybe I could try that. Or, oh, that sparks an idea about this. And, and then go follow it. That's the thing. Allow yourself to follow it. Don't be held back by thinking you're not enough or that you don't have the skill level or you don't have the time. Those are just stories we tell ourselves. And I just need you to know that you're enough. You're welcome here just as you are. And you're worthy of all those beautiful ideas that come into your world. They're meant for you. And the more you nurture your creative self and the more you go through your day and find little moments where you can just suck them up and pour them in, that creates a beautifully fertile place for ideas to come. And I truly believe that the more nourished and healthy your creative self is, the more ideas will come. And just to be clear, we're not talking here about finding that idea that's going to make you the million dollars and monetizing it and how to grow a business. And this, this is, this is a totally different, it comes way before that. This is a whole vibe. This is a whole level of existing before any of that else comes around is that you are enough and you are a creative person. It doesn't mean you're artistic. That's something totally different. But you approach life with a creative lens. You approach challenges with a creative lens. And you allow yourself to just enjoy and play and seek the things that delight you. So surrender. Surrender to that perfectionism. Surrender to the notion that you're only good at this or you're not good at that. Surrender to the restrictions that you've put on yourself and just allow yourself to play. Get in there. Make it messy. It doesn't have to be for anybody else. It is only for you, for nourishing you. And I want that for you so badly and I want to create this podcast and this brand for you this community for you to come and feel re-energized and tapped in. I want to be that spark for you. So that's it. I think I've completely emptied out. First season is all about surrendering. I have some incredible guests coming up. Um, I've already recorded a bunch and I'm not quite sure who's coming next. But episode two, I hope you caught it. It was with Caroline Addington and she's just a delight. So thank you. Thank you for being here. And if this content lands, if this felt good to you, can you share it, please? I truly believe that if everybody was nourishing their inner creative and prioritizing it, taking good care of her, and being this place of love and joy and inspiration, then the ripple effects of that are incredible. Imagine if we were all just setting out ripples into the world. Imagine if we were all just sending out creative, positive vibes. How much more beautiful our world could be. So help me push this message out. 
if this really connects with you, would you subscribe and review and like all the things? But reviewing is a really big deal in the podcast analytics world. So, and you can head over to CocoTheInspirationist.com. The print shop's over there and let it be easy. The piece for the season is there. It's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. Okay, that's it. Come follow me over on Instagram. DM me for a chit chat. I love diving in and talking about, frankly, anything, but especially creativity. I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.